slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and implants, shoplifting spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected pregnancy, not your best moment. Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Best Moment. I am Keith Skopinich, alongside my friend and co-conspirator, Andrew Harris, who reminds me, I'm reminded of him anytime I open my web browser, Firefox, because he's a Firefox, red-haired, and he's a fox. And then also, we have Phoebe, and since I can never pronounce her name... Matana. <laughs> I found oh my god. Wait, what I'm was running. that? Oh my Say god. Your name. Phoebe? Matana. What is this? It's the greatest, is what it is. Where did you find this? What? Who even is that? Absolute greatest thing that's ever happened. He I farmed, was. He farmed out your last name to an AI. You farmed out my last name to an AI? I don't know whether to be flattered or disappointed. You should be disappointed. Simultaneously both. I'm confused and conflicted. I just love this voice because it is so like, (laughs) it's so like Brooklyn grandma. Matana. 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 It sounds like. It does. It sounds like the old ladies at the grocery store when you're tall and you're there in the middle of the day and just some bony finger points up and you're like, oh, would you like some rice? And they just, yeah. And you grab them, (laughs) Matana. (laughs) Oh, I don't know what that means. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about Operation Varsity Blues. It's the college admission scandal um, that saw some celebrities involved. Um, namely Lori Lachlan and Felice, Felicity Huff. Is that correct? Felicity oh, Huff? Felicity Huffman. Indeed. Huffman. There we go. I thought I forgot half her name. Um, and I knew that I'm just bad with names, guys. Let's just let's just start there. There was no um, AI for Felicity Huffman. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said that name before. It's been um, stricken from the internet due to her life of crime. <laughs> her name's so Taboo. I have three takeaways from the my research one the college admission scandal uh college admissions is just a big corrupt scandal it's so rigged two Lori lachlan is guilty of one thing and one thing only and that's caring too much Ugh. and three <laughs> i still have a crush on Lori lachlan <laughs> is it lachlan or laughlin i thought it was laughlin i think it's laughlin Oh, Laughlin. <laughs> that crush not, must not be that big if you don't know how to pronounce her last name. Phoebe, I want you to consider, he he went to an AI to figure out your name, did not bother to do that <laughs> with the two ladies who we'll be discussing today. True, and this is coming from the guy who wants to see his wife lose a fight, so. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> I'm going to take a sip of a glass of water and let you guys sit on that. All I'm saying is, if you ever, like, do sign her up for a fight, I want to be at the fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't want to watch the fight. I want to watch how you respond to the fight. <laughs> <sighs> that sounds honestly 
like a bad idea and so much fun. Get me a ticket. It does. It sounds it's something like it has this like like most dangerous game vibe to it. Like, oh, we're hunting humans. I don't know why I feel that way, but like just the manipulations that you'd have to go through to get that to happen. <sighs> the way your mind works, what? Andrew. Yeah. Honey, um, you know that lady Kathy that you don't like? Well, for charity, I signed you up for in a, for a boxing match. <laughs> how would I make that happen? I don't know how to pitch that. Just like you just did. Yeah, oh, perfect. Yeah, for I feel like you can for charity. It, 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 you know, for charity is one of those things that it's it, it it covers all manner of sins. Like, oh, I'm guilty of loving my daughters too much. But it was for charity. <laughs> charity they need help. Charity towards my exactly. own daughters. Exactly. And during 2011 to 2018, a lot of rich people loved their daughters so much they donated to charities. Because they've been they've been uh, loving their daughters so much for charity for a very, very, very long time. It has only just been notably caught under a very specific set of circumstances in the last few years. Yes. So. This whole scandal came to light when uh, Maury Tobin became was under investigation for something unrelated to this. That's he was basically doing part. a pump, a pump and dumps conspiracy, That's like a pump and dump scam. This whole thing, <laughs> and, he, and he's just like, "Oh, by the way, I know a guy doing some shady stuff. You want you want in on this or not?" And just to save his own hide, he got he got. He ratted on Rick Singer, who's the mastermind behind this operation. Oh, it's great. It's like a total like, yeah, you guys want to get me? Well, fuck you to some other dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> Someone's coming down with me. I don't care who it is. All right, I'll talk. I'll talk. In Los Angeles, there's this guy who's getting kids into college for rich people because their kids aren't good. So the, he, 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 and the feds are like, Wait, what? It's what? Oh, oh, get, get your pen, get your pen, get your pen. Names, names. <laughs> if, if I ever get arrested for anything, I'm going to be like, listen, guys, I know you got me, but there's a lady who sells uns- unlicensed ICs on my corner during the summertime. <laughs> Can you please <laughs> cut me some slack? <laughs> it's so, so ridiculous. <laughs> All the cops just show up right then and there. It's <laughs> the crime of a century. Um, so yeah, so Maury Tobin gets caught and he routes out Rick Singer. So he, so Tobin said that he ratted out Yale's women's co- soccer coach Rudolph Meredith. Um, basically, this Meredith had asked him for almost five hundred thousand dollars to help get his youngest daughter into the school, and that was in connection with Rick Singer, who was putting this all together behind the scenes. So Singer used two firms to our enterprises to basically run this operation. He would go to kids and basically say he was a college coach for students. So he would go and he would say, um, I'll help you with your cover, you know, the letters to the colleges, your applications. He would even tutor them on uh, SATs and things like that. And the two organizations that he did that under were Key Worldwide Foundation and the Edge College and Career Network. And those are, I will say, those coaches are very real things that privileged parents get for their their uh, kids all the time. Uh, I, I had one. Um, and like, I was not the brightest bulb in the box. Um, I did not apply myself in high school. Uh, I certainly didn't 
was buy my way into a school you know we paid for the school um but like it, it's a thing that's real and like it is it is an incredibly predatory industry like we were lucky because the people who did it were like friends of the family or i forget how they were connected so like i could think the husband worked with my dad back in the 80s or something i forget but um so i have a few friends of mine uh from high school who the same thing happened and um they were fleeced like somehow like access was given to bank accounts or something and just completely yep just completely like cleaned out that's shady it's incredibly shady because they know how desperate these people are, you know, to give their get their kids into like a good school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not I'm not 100 percent. I have more to say on this later, but like it, it's 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 a very common thing. It's very common in Southern California in particular. Um, it was common where I grew up, too. Like, yeah, there okay. were plenty. I mean, there were a few like I knew a bunch of people. I went to like SIT classes, but I feel like people did that. That's like a normal thing that people did. Oh yeah, um, I had like I had help writing my essay. I mean, I wrote it. Let's be clear. Um, but like, they were like, "Oh, this is bad. Fix it." Uh, oh, I had, um, I had a good guidance counselor who read my first essay and said, "That's ass. Rewrite it." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was like. Okay, and I just rewrote it. She's like, "Better write it again." I, like, oh, I never okay. really went to my guidance counselor for that. She That's was great. My guidance counselor. She was a real hard ass in the best way. Oh, I don't remember who mine was. Anyway, I have, I have, I have more to say on, on that. Okay. So what Rick Singer did, he created an elaborate scheme to get wealthy kids into schools. And essentially he, he would bribe um, exam administrators and coaches, um, usually coaches of lesser known sports to basically, so he would bribe these coaches and essentially these coaches would say that these students were talented enough to get scholarships into their program. So things like water polo and lesser known sports that usually aren't popular by any stretch of imagination and no one would know that a student wasn't attending it. Like the USC rowing team. I can actually talk about this a little bit because I was recruited. I was one of these people who was recruited to play a college sport that was a little bit lesser known. (laughs) Um, Like what? I played golf. So I was recruited to I play remember. golf yes. in college. And so the coach actually told me the exact process for how it worked. And it all happened like way ahead of schedule, like before a lot of people even applied. And basically it was like I had to submit my SAT scores, my resume, all my stuff um, to the coach. And then the coach would have to pitch me to the um, her like uh, liaison in the admission office and basically say like this you know person is going to bring this this and this 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 to the team have they hit their like she told me a specific score number that I had to hit on my SATs a specific GPA that I had to have all of that kind of stuff that if I didn't hit that it was a no-go for the admissions office and then she had to pitch me and she was basically as long as the person you know was like within the academic range was basically like a you're pretty much in as long as you have the academic range. She gets one person a year that she gets to do that for. And most college athletes, like college um, coaches at a lot of these schools kind of have that sort of deal with the admissions office where they get, as long as there's a certain threshold, as long as they meet a certain threshold of academics, depending on how good the school is academically, mm-hmm. they will basically have a, like a easy path. I still had to technically apply, but 
I had gotten the, I basically had already been accepted by the admissions office beforehand. But they basically, they just have to clear you and be like, would you meet our standards if you weren't part of this team? And as long as the answer is yes, then you get to go. Basically. Yes. uh, But the, the thing is, I didn't, like, I was already in, quote unquote, before everyone else and the other problem the other thing about it too was the standards are probably lower for me they were a hundred percent lower for me than any other student applying i mean i didn't get a 2400 on my sats oh yeah i mean i got like a a 2224 like i got in the 2200s like it was good but not like you know like i went to williams and it was like the admission i would never have gotten in if i wasn't playing golf you know what i mean like you need to be in that like top top percentile so, like, the well, standards were definitely lower for me, and no. I would not have gotten in on my own. Now it's time for this is how old Andrew is, Corner. Uh, when, I, <laughs> when I was applying and taking the SATs, <laughs> 1,600 was the top score that one could get on it. It is again. They've reverted back. I was oh, in that little, thank God. Oh, I was in that God. little gap of time when uh, they went to 20. Same thing with me, Andrew. Okay, <laughs> I America, had America's well. back where it belongs. <laughs> yes, I did not. I did uh, not get a 1600. I won't tell you what I got. <laughs> um, but so, so as Phoebe was talking about with that loophole where she was technically in, that's the loophole that Singer was exploiting. Essentially, these kids would be recommended to coaches. They would never eventually go to the school to the to the team practices or anything, but they would just be admitted to the school on the recommendation of the coach. And the crazy thing about this is that the colleges don't check these recommendations from the coaches. They just assume the coaches are running on an honor system and doing the right thing for their teams. But if money's involved, it's easily corruptible. And that's what Rick Singer exploited. Um It's so interesting. Yeah. It's so interesting just because we um like it makes total sense to me because like some of these small schools or like some of these like small sports at bigger schools, they don't care about being good and they don't need to be like good athletically for any, Mm -hmm. you know, not for like money or endorsements or like for the school, the school's prestige, they're going to be bad every year. So they might as well make money off of it. (laughs) Well, that's the, the, it works out because wasn't part of this too, like forging or faking of transcripts. Um, which doesn't frankly seem like it's that hard to do, you know what I mean? And what are the, you know, are, are are they really like double checking? Like, uh, hello, the high school, you know what I mean? And like, if it's again, if it's a competitive high school where like they, they want, they also want like a, a very successful, um, graduation and college placement rate, then it does become sort of a mutually beneficial thing, especially for some of the, uh, you know, lower, lower hanging fruit. Well, some some of the scams he he was involved in or the ways he juked the stats, one was like sort of he would have his kids take uh, like he would have kids take an exam and do really poorly on the exam to prove that they needed extra time on the SAT to show that they were sort of they had like a learning. I don't want to call disability, but uh, like a neuro, not neurotypical functioning brain, should I say, or is that neurodivergent roundabout ways? Neurodivergent. Thank you. Um so he would have them do that so they get extra time. And then that would put them in a classroom with a proctor. He would basically set up to, and they would have the proctor set an exam on their table with an extra sheet and that they would fill the answers in the extra sheet, not realizing they're actually supposed to fill out the answers on the their actual test. And then the proctor would go in and put in the correct answers for them. 
another way that they did it was <laughs> another way he did it. And these are, this is the thing why he got caught. He was really egregious in some of the liberties he took. One in particular was a white student who couldn't get into a college and he put her down as a black tennis player. <laughs> and she got obviously got accepted to the school, but he was doing egregious stuff like that. And he would even go so far as take kids and put them in sports they never played in high school. Yep. So, um, and this is in the Lori Laughlin part. She, <laughs> she had uh, her kids pose on rowing machines like they were on crew so funny but they had never done it ever in their time in high school no but they, they took a rowing class at equinox <laughs> doesn't that count i don't even think they did that much you know what I, I like i knew i knew about the um the dressing them up and like that there was one there was one kid i remember when i was reading about this um i think it was in the new yorker the atlantic or one of them like where uh some guy was like oh yeah he got my kid in on a baseball scholarship uh <laughs> that boy is not athletic you know what i mean like these are parents like literally in the in the in like emails and phone calls to rick singer trashing their own kids like and like clearly some of them were like maybe a little embarrassed at their own kids you know like they're these high successful rich you know driven people um who you know whose kids haven't you know reach their full potential or might not know what they want to go in for but you know here's rich parents being like no 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 this is your path we'll do what we have to do to make this your path let's not wait and find out what maybe a good path for you would be let's shoehorn you into this like you said he had some of these students dress up like there was one kid who had to dress up as a water polo player and like they went into his pool and he had to photoshop him into like a water polo scene um <laughs> and I forgot about this one. There was a kid that was like 145 pounds and they said he was um a long snapper for the football team which is like ridiculous. Oh, that, like that, poor kid. that kid would get killed. Hilarious. <laughs> that kid would get and, like completely pulverized. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no way he was playing and obviously he wasn't going to play. And uh yeah, the, what, the what crazy the, thing What is the consideration for when they actually get to college? Like, well, they don't, they don't so, play on the team. That's it. Yeah, but then there's more than that. Like, how do they compete academically? I don't know. It depends on the place you go. But I knew that acting one, everybody knew at Williams that acting one was only there were only football players in that class every year. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there were always those. There was the uh, the art of listening, another football player class. You know what I mean? Like, there were classes. Like every this is like a thing. Athletes. They just they there are certain classes that you know to take, even with when you're like um, applying for schools. Like I know for me, when uh, like when I was looking at certain schools, I wasn't I wasn't even like allowed to be in certain majors or programs if they were too intensive. I, like when I was looking at um, I was looking at Penn, and the coach told me that I couldn't be in the nursing school and I couldn't do engineering. And I would have to be in the, I think it was like arts and sciences or something mm -hmm. like that. I would have to do specific things because I, it wouldn't like mix with the schedules and you wouldn't have enough time to do that. So well, you can't yeah, do that. And the, the idea being that you're going to college with the education, but also the boost on your potential golfing career. I can, I can, that, that reasoning I can, I can understand. It's like, I remember I wanted to row crew when I got to college and my advice from the drama department was like the no. schedules for both of those things. You can do theater or you can do crew. You probably can't, you do, can't both. do both. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Can. And like when you're there, the assumption is, okay, well, you're, you're here to, to train, to be an actor. I can understand that on the, on the, on the athletic 
front as well. And obviously, the vast majority of people who you know are sports stars or go to, you know play sports in college aren't going to be pros. But that is the I can understand that as a, as a you know the impetus for it being like no no this is this is what they need to learn. This sport is going to be their career. Yeah, but that's just so true for like nobody. Like that's like true for such a small percentage of people. I don't know. It feels like it feels negligible to me. Like it is such a small percent of people that do college athletics, even at like, even at the best schools, such a small percentage of those kids are going to go on to be professionals. Like such a small percentage that, and like, honestly, most people don't even expect it. I don't mean any disrespect when I say this, but probably not with golf, but like with other sports where those, those sports are like helping to fund the school. That's why football coaches, you know, are able to make what they make because, you know, they're not, they're not getting funding from the school. They're putting more into the school than, you know, they're ever. Oh yeah. They are, they they are funding the school. (laughs) Yeah. What did, no, I don't know Williams very well. Was golf, did golf fund Williams? No, no. Well, it's, (laughs) I mean, it's like at any small school, like athletics do not like athletics are not a, moneymaker it's only yeah, exactly. in like these big schools and it, only in a couple of sports too like football and basketball for most of these sports are the only moneymakers my school it. my school just straight up was like got rid of their football team a couple of years ago i went to hofstra they have a basketball team which i understand is fairly decent but i don't really care about again i went to school for theater <laughs> i've never even been in the arena where they play i, I was in the football stadium <laughs> that's that's where we walked on graduation but <laughs> it might have been the second time i ever walked stepped foot in that place so <laughs> I, I i've actually been at the hofstra field it was nice back in the day i don't remember if, is i don't even know if it's still around anymore i don't know if they knocked it down or not i but, would hope uh, not short stadium james stewart stadium it was it was like brand new when i got there and that was it may, it may have been con- <laughs> it may have been converted to a lacrosse field now because that's big I, on yes. the island so that, yeah, might, lo- that might be it yeah lacrosse yeah. is very big on, on long island i mean a lot of a lot of uh, feel like schools will sh- you know use fields for multiple sports anyway so over over the years um parents paid over 25 million to singer and apparently he, he claims he helped over 750 families fake their way into the college of their choice. Uh, you know, it's like I, I feel like the problem with this at its core is that it just makes it so much more accessible to buy your kids into college. It used to just be that you had to, like, spend a few million and, like, buy a library and then you could get your kid into the college. But, like, there were so few people that could do that. And there were so few kids that it would reply to that it's like, okay, fine. There are, like, 50 kids a year across the country that get in because their family bought a library. <laughs> but, like, this actually opens the door to so many other people getting in. So you're, yeah, these you're, you're trying to get your kids into top-tier schools, you know, like Harvard, Yale, I'll call USC because that's where I know um, Lori Laughlin wanted did end up sending her kids to be part of the rowing team. Um, can I, can and, I just uh, say, like, can I just say, interrupt here that USC is probably like the trade school of Ivy League colleges? Yeah, no, I, I was really hesitant to to. I mean, look, it's not it's it's not a bad school at all. Like, I mean film football you know business law like there's a lot of good you know it's 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 expensive for a reason um and mostly because the alumni there are very successful and wealthy and try to keep things in the family um but that said like okay you're uh, an under the radar 
TV actress who had one big show in the 90s and then made a fortune off of like Hallmark holiday movies. Your husband's a fashion designer. He's got his money. Your kids, they I think what bothers me is the is the a the lack of faith in their own kids um, and actually supporting them in a way that is maybe a little more constructive. Number one and two, like they had to go to USC, like it would have been an embarrassment to you that they went to a Cal State or something else. You know, these I remember because, again, my high school grades were very low. And like I was told the same thing over and over and over again. It was you're not ready for college you should go to a community college and then reapply. And like, I knew, I knew even at, at 18, like, okay, well, if I do that, I'll be in community college for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> especially, especially in Southern California, I'd still be fucking stoned on the beach, you know, uh, majoring in photo at, you know, at, at OCC. <laughs> I, I had enough, I was self-possessed enough to, to, to know myself for that. So like tried and did what I could. And then Hofstra picked me up and I was like, thanks Hofstra. No scholarships though. <laughs> like that was, you know, that was completely, I think I got like a $2,500 activity grant from the drama department. That's, a, nice. that's about it. They could have gone to other schools. Like, I mean, what I want to know is, number one, how not eligible for college were these girls um, or all of these kids, really? How not eligible for college were they? That well, this guy that they had to they did to knowingly commit a crime. It was it Felicity Huffman was the one who was like a rut row or something when they when they found out she went she said rut row on the phone. It's on the transcript and it kills me. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Here's the thing. Um, this guy was a, was a scam artist and a salesman. There were kids who did not need to be involved in this that were involved in this. Right. Um, so he was, he, he would tell them like, your grades aren't good enough. You're not going to get in. And his, his thing was that if you're a wealthy person and you donate, let's say a branch to like a gym to a school. Yes. They're going to know that you did that. And they're definitely going to like try to, they might try to finagle a way to get your kid into to that school, depending on how much money it is, but there's no guarantee that your kid's going to get in with hit with singer. There was a guarantee that your kid was going to get in. The coach would say, yes, I'm going to support this kid. I'm going to put put him on my, you know, water polo team or on the football team, whatever team. And the kid would be guaranteed a spot before any other kids in applications were even accepted at that point. They were guaranteed no matter what. So even the rich people couldn't get their kids in BS 100% sure that their kid was going to get in. And it, it blows my mind. And when he would pitch it to these to these families, he'd be like, he's like, well, there's the front door where you like do the right thing and like apply to school and work hard and, you know, be a sucker. And then he's like, there's the back door where you're really rich. You donate and you get, <laughs> you, you become, you know, you donate all this money, but it's like millions of dollars. And there's this side door where you go through me and I get your kids in. And it, to be honest, like he's taking advantage of these hardworking working middle-class millionaires who can't afford to buy school attachments to the these millionaires that's the best phrase ever and it kind of applies you know what i mean like do we do we really think that like felicity huffman and um what's his name bill macy or or william h macy are are really worth like hundreds of millions no they're middle-class millionaires right there there was a i forget the, the saying but there was like oh it's chris rock he's like He's like Shaquille O'Neal. He's rich. The guy who signs Shaquille O'Neal's checks is wealthy. So like none of those wealthy people get in trouble for the backdoor stuff that they're doing. But these hardworking, everyday millionaires are getting 
caught by the law for no reason. I'm grandstanding for them. I'm pro this. <laughs> I think it's awful. I think everything about it is awful. I think the whole like from I just just from the the part where you have such little faith in your own kids that you're like, yeah, we gotta. Oh, sh- this, this is dire. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta sneak him into the side door or whatever it is. We'll 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 do it. You know what I mean? Like. And it, it's true, like that is very, very much a, a stressful time, like for families. You know what I mean? I heard my mom being like, you gotta, you gotta take the SATs, you do all this. I was like, oh shit, yeah, I guess I, guess I do. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> like there's there's very little, it's it's competitive, but not like, oh, who's, who's gonna, not like Hunger Games competitive. It's just, it's, I don't know. Like, are you really competing against other kids to get into college? Sort of, <sighs> you know, also have a plan. You know, and have a plan B. That's it. Was Hofstra my first choice? Fucking no. I don't know anybody who was their first choice. Now, that's it. I absolutely loved my college. Like, this is actually a really good example. Like, I loved my college experience. It was completely unexpected. It's what got me all the way out to New York um, from California, which I didn't want to do at all. You know, and I've been here for I don't want to tell you how many years um, since then. It's just so short sighted, especially Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman from creatives, from artistic types who, you know, might be able to think outside of the box and not in this way, just a little bit better. But you didn't have time because you're busy doing your stupid sudsy ABC show or your Hallmark movies that I didn't know that you were doing until I read articles about this because I was like, oh, what's she been up to? <laughs> I know they were still rich. You're, you're still on TV. No, but it's so true. It's it's like the whole thing with these with colleges. It's like, does it really matter if your kid, you know, Yale or like Lehigh? You know what I mean? Like, what really effectively? Like, how how big of a difference is it? Is it really? Yeah. And it it matters based on what you want to do. And I think that's might have been the bigger concern because from the looks of at least the Laughlin girls, I think social media influencing was kind of their plan and they didn't need to go to school for that. You know what I mean? And truthfully, honestly, it seemed like they were good at it, too. So, you know. Yeah, they were. Um, So why why don't we get into what the Laughlins did? Lori and her husband were accused of of paying bribes over um, $500,000. Massimo Giannulli, who had a surfer brand uh, in the 90s and then sold it to Target. And now it's dead. And uh, so to get their, their two daughters into USC and basically they were placed on the USC's crew team. And that's why they were doing the rowing on a, on a, on a machine. And that proved that they were part of a row team in high school, apparently. Um, and that got them admitted into the school. Eventually we find out, we would find out that when this all blew up in 2019, Lori would get two months in jail and her husband would get five months in jail for, for committing these crimes. But what I found really interesting was that her the kids were at USC during when the scandal yep. was breaking it came to fruition. Yeah, yeah and it broke. Um, Olivia was on I think pr- spring break when it happened. Well, she and wasn't on the crew She team. never went. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she maybe she was paddleboarding, but um, <laughs> she so she was on spring break when she found out, and then she never went back to USC. And I don't think she's gone back to college since then. So it that also, really backfired totally. Yeah, she probably didn't want to go in the fucking first place. <laughs> well, there was there was a video of her, uh, Olivia specifically, not the other sister, saying that all she wants to do <laughs> is go to college for the tailgates and the parties. And I was like, 
if you're gonna spend five hundred thousand, you could have spent that in such a better way to just have your daughter, you know. You should have sent your daughter drunk. to West Virginia. You know, that state school money. Yeah. <laughs> and she would have had the time of her life or just you know send her to asu you know what i mean like if if, if partying is what she wants to do there are schools for that that's what i'm saying i, I know someone who went to west virginia and we called him the professional partier because apparently it's like the <laughs> biggest party school and we're like so you just went to school so you can major in partying he's like exactly I'm glad you understand me. Like it just the <laughs> idea that it's just like a guarantee. You know what I mean? I have so many friends with MFAs who it's not like they they're they're doing great work artistically, but are they raking in the big bucks? Not yet. Hopefully hopefully soon or one day. It you know, it's it's not an it's not a a prescription for instant success. You have to be willing to listen and learn the lessons of college, which is to show you how to do the work so that you can get there your fucking self. That's what I believe. Well, yeah. And also just because, you know, you, someone goes to college, if they study something that's completely inane, like, I don't know, like art. <laughs> I studied <laughs> or, art. Or, or communications. <laughs> then, then what the fuck is that going to help them with? Yeah. <laughs> I, I studied communications. <laughs> and look at me, podcast. Yeah, and you're one of the few people I know who went to school for communications who actually works in communications. It's true, actually. Believe it or not. Believe it it's or not. True. I guess I also do get paid to to do what I majored in, but I'm an exception to the rule. <laughs> you are the exception. There was a hot minute where I was. Um, and now I'm trying to climb back up that ladder, except I have a, another job and it pays me a lot better. So it does help. <laughs> it does help. in a prison of my own making. I'm in a gilded cage. <laughs> gilded cage, Andrew. Oh, God. Too Speaking of gilded cages, Felicity Huffman, or as I like to call her, Huff. Um, <laughs> was uh she was caught giving fifteen thousand dollars for an exam cheating scheme and it was only on this is what i find very weird about this so it was that scam i told you about that didn't raise any red flags oh it's fifteen thousand dollars for the service here you go that's outrageous (laughs) does anything seem wrong yeah right (laughs) at no point was she like are you fifteen thousand like i can understand like for your services a cap of five you know what i mean but at fifteen thousand, you gotta know you're doing something wrong you know what i mean like that's just a ridiculous anyways i have a lot of feeling yeah that's true i think i think the more the price goes up the more illegal it is right don't you think that that, that makes sense listen i don't know that it's a direct correlation but like it should have raised some fucking red flags right well i mean i think they knew but her daughter ended up scoring a 1420 on her sat that was 400 points higher than her PSAT. And she hadn't really take any like preparation courses or anything like that. But what I find really interesting is that she only did it for one daughter. She did it for her oldest daughter, but not for her younger daughter. Well, you know, we love all our children equally. It's not necessarily true. <laughs> I think it's categorically untrue, as a matter of fact. <laughs> no, I think it's we love our children equally, but we don't like them yeah. equally. <laughs> we understand that they may have different needs. One girl's clearly getting into college. The other one's is just going to need our help. Um, and what help means is a broad, broad definition in this in the context of this story. <laughs> Well, there was there was one there was one family um, in the Operation Varsity Blues. By the way, 
there was definitely some CIA agent who was just like sitting there, like writing names for operations. <laughs> He's like, I've got a great name for a college <laughs> scheme, <laughs> Operation Varsity Blues. Yeah, they give they like give the, perfectly. Named. They give they give the, the the fun agents the assignments like this. Like, do you see that documentary on um on the uh, McDonald's um, Monopoly? Um, scandal on on HBO and like that FBI agent is number one so happy to be on TV. Um, you, you know what I mean? Just he is just relishing every second that that they're rolling. Excuse me. So I, I, I part of me hopes that a it was the same guy. It probably wasn't because it was a different jurisdiction. That was Florida, and I'm sure Florida has a lot of real fun FBI agents who are now under threat. And also, you know, like I, I would really hope they're like, all right. Let's give it to Alex. Alex, Alex is the fun one who likes the movies. And Alex is like, fucking yes, this is my moment. <laughs> my time is now. My parents paid $500,000 for me to get into John Jay so I could climb the ranks of the FBI and be the celebrity FBI guy. Going back to a conversation we were having before about like athletes taking certain courses for different schools. There was a football player who they were talking about. I forget who it was. They say that. From this school, all the athletes are in criminal justice because it's yeah. what is the easiest classes to get a degree in. Oh, it's a total, um, it's like you ask any like student athlete at any school, like it doesn't matter where you go, like they will know the easiest majors and the easiest courses. And honestly, sometimes even the coaches will tell you what the easiest majors and the easiest courses are. And they'll be like, they'll give you like a list. And like, here you go. Here are this is these are the, the three easiest majors to do well in. And here are a bunch of courses that won't require that much work and give a lot of A's. That's fucked up. It's That's insane. Fucked up. Not, hey, what do you want to do with yeah. your life? Here, pick from the list. Go play football. That definitely happens at certain I, schools. I absolutely oh, believe that. Oh, and I just wanted to bring this up. Lori, Lori Laughlin, she was in the middle of recording TV shows at the time. She was actually supposed to be in the last episodes of Fuller House. And she was, she <laughs> and was not they, in those episodes. She was not in, this, in those episodes. And the excuse they said was that Becky is in Nebraska helping out her mother. <laughs> Which I think is just great. Look, no, she's, she's in a, <laughs> she's helping out her daughter. <laughs> close. The thing is, close. You know, I'm going to share something with you now that may cause you to lose a certain amount of respect for me or at least look at me maybe a little differently but yeah i binged watched all of fuller house every time a season, <laughs> every time a season dropped i watched the entire season that day i'm not gonna lie andrew i thought it was gonna be way worse than that anyways the point being <laughs> i know a lot about fuller house more than i know about full house which was not a show that i used to watch when i was a kid because when i was a kid i was like oh this is dumb i don't want to watch this and somehow as an adult i'm like well i'm in what have we got? And <laughs> Your standards have gone down. I don't know what they've done. Uh, they've morphed. Let's not let's not use you know uh, vertical normative uh, standard for standards. <laughs> um, my standards have shifted horizontally, um, but you know they did all the all oh, the whole series. They did all this cutesy shit about hey is oh. Maybe I wouldn't pay that close attention. I was probably high. Is it Michelle is the one that the Olsen twins played? Yeah. They kept, they yes. made so many winks. They would literally look at the camera and wink at us every time they would bring up Michelle. Like, is Michelle coming? No. Because the Olsen twins can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. They, if they ever have children, then their kids will probably be the ones that they'll pay to get into good colleges. But I don't think you can have that many kids after that many cigarettes. But, uh... <laughs> Who knows? Um, did you hear that? One of the one that married the French president's brother at the wedding reception, there were just bowls of loose cigarettes. Which 
That's amazing. That's so fresh. (laughs) That detail is so burned into my brain. Just like, oh, hello. (laughs) Um, But like, fuck. Oh, yeah. So when when, uh, Lori Laughlin was not going to return to the show, they're like, she's visiting her mother in Nebraska and was never mentioned again. Never mentioned again. Ever. You know, they brought him a show all the time. So um, the the one last thing I wanted to add um, in the documentary on Netflix, there's a guy, John uh, Vandemore, who Voldemort? <laughs> not Voldemort, <laughs> Vandemore. Um, he was part of the actually the rowing team of I forget which school he was in. Um, anyway, he got caught up in this in this scandal, and the the problem the problem with him was that he had taken money from Singer, but he never had put in a student that he suggested into the school. Like Singer was trying to bribe him, uh, but he never actually he took the money, but he but he never actually put a student into the college and he actually ended up using all that money for his program, his, his sport. Awesome. So he was actually doing the correct thing, but since he took money, he got involved in the scandal and had to serve. He had to serve like, I think a year probation and, and like, I don't know, like a couple months, like six months house arrest or something like I that. I want to tell that um, guy's story. Was, that's, you know what I mean? I know that's, that's, interesting. that's a very interesting story. That's like very Robin Hood. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. Well, he didn't, he didn't, you know, he didn't know exactly what was going on with that, with Singer mm-hmm. and uh, Singer was just, tr- was trying to get him on the payroll sort of um, and giving him checks. And he was just doing the right thing. Like if you got a, che- a donation check and you worked at a school, you'd give it to the school, right? A lot of these coaches weren't doing that. They're putting in their own pocket because it was to pay them off to, you know, get more kids into the school. So it was, you know, it's sort of heartbreaking because it really screwed up his whole, his whole life when he didn't really actually do anything terrible. And the judge actually noted it in the case. She said like, this guy spent the money on the kids. Like he was trying to do the right thing by the kids. So he, that's why he got the, a light sentence compared to other people. No um, one got, no one got a heavy for, sentence. I mean, you know, no. Also true. Laughlin went, or it was, a, it was a Felicity Huffman. At least got a got a reduced sentence. Yeah, she went to she went to camp for fourteen days in a green jumpsuit. Mm. Nice. Martha yeah. Stewart served fucking longer and, than that shit. And the yeah, guy also, singer, but, but Martha Stewart never snitched. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So yeah, singer, like I did it. <laughs> yep. and the only reason you don't have my husband is because you don't have a clear recording of him on the phone wasn't that the thing like like william h macy like the only reason that he wasn't brought down is because like you can hear him in the background mumbling but there's no way to corroborate whether or not he actually knew what was going on yeah so he got to stay on on shameless yeah there's no evidence to pin him down and the crazy thing is that singer gets caught He's the he's the top of the food chain of this scheme. And then he goes back and wears a wire and does phone taps for the FBI to catch all the parents who who are paying him off. I mean, it's really like such like a scoundrel move, man. Like, God damn, man. It, it, I couldn't I couldn't believe how how shady of a guy he is. Um, what, what's heartbreaking, too, about this is that, like, he's clearly very intelligent. You know what I mean? And like that's where he that's where he used his talents. You know what I mean? Like he was to be able to, number one, have the presence of mind when you're caught. Oh, yeah. No, I'll snitch. Fine. Cool. Whatever. If that if that saves my skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wear a wire. And but also like organize these things and convince people and be able to talk to people. I mean, like that's like two notches down from a politician. You could have done some good, too, sir. 
if you just applied yourself differently. That's disappointing. I'm very disappointed. That's a good point. It required a lot of different skills, yeah. a lot of different skill sets coming merging together. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you have to be a salesman. You have to actually be smart enough to deal with the scheme a little bit. Like, there's so, some, there some skills. So he, he he was trying to date a woman in the documentary, um, which was a very well done documentary. And they were saying this lady was her first time online dating, and she met Singer online. And they talked about, they really got along. Turns out they both had a job at 12 years old. She had something like very boring and mundane, but he, <laughs> he uh, had a job where he paid older kids to buy booze for him. And then he would sell it to younger kids. So like at an early age, he was doing some shady stuff. What? Wait, that's insane. Wait, he was 12 when he was doing this? Selling to yeah. younger kids? What? How much yeah. younger? Boring, mu- or his what age, boring yes. mundane yeah. jobs do 12-year-olds get? Like, was she in HR? Like, what? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. 12-year-olds uh, might babysit. That's a thing. I forget Babysitting. I forget. Oh. Well, that's like, not boring you know, or mundane. Can- that's exciting. And... Is it exciting or is it it's just like a standard kid's job? I don't know. I've literally never babysat a child in my life. <laughs> Even my own nephews. I don't like I don't like being alone with kids. You know, I don't, I don't uh, they they're annoying. And I get True. I get scared. I get scared if they hurt themselves. That goes my day and I just I'm not I'm I don't not. like them when they're too small and they have like the literal soft spots on their head. Oh. And you're like, "Oh, your brain is right there." <laughs> that's, that's too much for yeah, me. Yeah, the intersection of like <laughs> child and dog is kind of the sweet spot for me. You know what I mean? Like if you want to snuggle, I let please, let's snuggle. But if you're going to be an asshole, I'm really not into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rick Singer, the asshole, um, got uh, only got three years of sur- supervised release for all his crimes, which I think is just insane. I, I don't know how he got so little time. It's ridiculous that he cooperated that much and I still got nothing. I have to like, say, I don't know. Hearing that does like change it. my opinion on Lori Laughlin and uh, a little bit because like she was the one, remember, who held out. She was like, OK, cool. You guys want to plea? Fine. I'm saying I wasn't guilty. Um, And she was like very defiant about it. You know what I mean? I can understand, you know, like the guy was clearly a con artist. So he he probably thought they were doing something legal, Um, but they did. No, it was it was it was Felicity Huffman who they definitely caught on on tape kind of acknowledging that this was not on the up and up. You know, the fact that she got a she got a harsher sentence simply for trying to deny it, Um, which at the time and maybe still uh, I was like. Yeah, you kind of deserve that because you're pretty much wasting everybody's time. This is not a, a no, you know, this is not a hard case to crack. It's pretty much open and shut. The guy who fucked you then fucked you again, conned you, and then he got a recording of you being complicit in it. Anyways, I still, I still think the whole thing was incredibly shitty to do. She, she was definitely made an example of. I feel like, well, for no, sure. definitely uh, made herself an example by not going with everybody going along with everybody else it was the fighting of it that made her the example and it ultimately would have it just made it worse because if you look at felicity huffman who was like i did it you know what i mean like before she got to the was it boston um to the the courthouse you know she she gave up too sweet and then it was it was over and done with by the end of the year like i think she was in jail at camp for like like in december it was like december so it was like right before christmas i remember and then it was like all all over with and yeah yeah, i think there's still probably a certain amount of time pr wise where she's not gonna work too much but she'll be back and i think that's okay so so the last thing is that really these a lot of these kids were 
some of these kids were in school and they were immediately removed from the, the programs and other kids were allowed to stay. So it's really a little bit all over the place on what happened to the kids. But, you know, I mean, it's got to suck if you're in the school, you think you've actually made it to the school and then you get removed. So, you know, it just shows that crime doesn't pay, guys. Don't don't commit crimes. Unless you're the mastermind of it and then can sell everybody else out who you fucked over and then you're probably doing fine. Yeah. Is that exactly. all the story? I think it is. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I think it might be. So I guess and, the person and, who had the worst moment is Lori Laughlin. Yep. yep. She's not she is. Lori, not your best moment. That's she's she's the biggest loser. <laughs> she's the biggest loser. I don't know if it was, you know, the guy singer is by far the biggest scoundrel. Like she just cared so much about her children. She wanted them to have a good education. And Lori, my emails case. No, I won't give it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, Can you if you got it's unfortunate. Lori Laughlin after this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You're the only one who gets it. <laughs> you got it, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Triggered. Guys, this has been another episode of Not Your Best Moment. Do we have any ending reflections you guys would like to share before we close it out? Yeah, I think after um, my my horrible uh, diatribe on um, the, re- the the right sweet spot between puppy and child, uh, I would just like to promote my um, my Hinge profile. Uh, you can just search my name on. <laughs> I don't think I can actually search names on Hinge. Anyways, I'm on Hinge. You know, message me. Is there a photo of you with a dog and or baby on your Hinge? Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. I didn't. There you go. That's why you haven't gotten as many dates as you might want. I've solved your dating crisis. Thank you. To be fair, I I didn't set up the profile. (laughs) My friends are like, you need need to date. Here's this. And I was like, all right. You're going to get so many people who want to date you after this podcast is released. I guarantee it. Lori Laughlin Laughlin has already (laughs) hit up my Gmail. Oh, God. Andrew's just like in disgust that I made that joke. (laughs) He's rubbing his eyes. Phoebe's rubbing her eyes. Everyone doesn't like me. Guys, it's time for the theme song. Nip slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line. Racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves. Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and implants. Shoplifting, spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected.